Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 159, I believe we're up to, of Millennial Movie Talk. I am one of your hosts, Alexander Lamb, joined with another one, which is Michael Herman. Hello. And on the road this week, it'll be uh, Christian Bianchini. He's down here. On the road in Finden. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, 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 how the heck are we? Yeah, good. That's good. Um, I have been made. I have been made aware by myself tonight that um, I didn't set up the other screen to show things on my computer, so that won't be happening. But either way, we're here and we're here to talk all things movies and games. Yeah, Chris. Every time you need to say something, you need to raise your hand. You look like you're sitting in class. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, you're not allowed to talk yet. <laughs> you just never let me speak anyway. No, never. Gentlemen, <laughs> busy week have we all had? Uh, fairly, fairly uh, we had a long weekend, so I'm going to say no. Yes, we did. We did. Two four-day weeks, we'll take it. No, it wasn't. That's One four-day week. And that is this week, and it is good. Not, not much at all, other than being a, continuing to be a purveyor of justice during my jury duty. Ah, we so can't ask too me. much, but how's it been so far? Exactly, it's a secret. Okay, can't, <laughs> can't say if it's been fun. On duty, that's all I'll disclose. How has the service how, how been? Far, how far have you been yeah. doing it? How long have you been doing it for? Uh, it's been about two weeks. I've been uh, in multiple. Oh, did you finally and... get on uh, one? No, well, I can't speak. I can't speak of that. Uh, anyway, um, you can, can, say, can you uh, can like... can we find out after? Yes, but it's just like the movies. Alex, just like the movies. <laughs> there's wigs, there's robes. But, um, no, 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 lo- lo- the lawyers haven't been great characters, you know, like they're portrayed in the films. Nothing, you know, like no. your, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt and Joseph or, Mark Rylance from uh, Trial of Chicago 7, nothing like that yet? Nothing like that. No, mm. no, no great um, charisma coming out of the, uh, the lawyer's seat. But, you know, they're wearing robes, so I'll take it. That's I'll disappointing, Christian. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I have to report that's okay. somewhat movie related. So Jury Duty, 12 Angry Men, watch it this week. Christian's on board. I did watch that in preparation. Good, and I'd recommend. good. Just all the courtroom <laughs> dramas so you can yeah. know that. It's really good a vibe. I have recently rewatched Trial of Chicago 7 and JFK. Like, it's kind so of... you're there, you're kind of just like... I'm kind of already just watching courtroom movies because I just love them anyway. Yeah, you prepared. You did the best homework you could. Shout out to that Tom Cruise one. That's really good. Oh, A Few Good um, Men. Fantastic. A few good men. Yeah, yeah, it is that. The, you can't handle the truth one. Yeah, yeah, great film. Michael, watch it if you haven't. I have um, not. I'll add it to the list. Well, guys, we're talking about <laughs> really great. <laughs> we're talking about great films. That's immediately bring it down by talking about a not great film, and that is Jurassic World, released this weekend. Um, if you haven't checked out our review. Uh, we'll sum it up here, so don't go bother doing that. Um, if you're already here, just listen to the rest of this. Uh, I don't think anyone was exactly high on the film. Some of us enjoyed it more than others. It is extremely stupid. Some of us didn't even care. <laughs> but I mean, what could you expect after Fallen Kingdom? I don't think that we're going to like cut back on the silliness. I think it was sort of full steam ahead with that. Like you know, they've sort of they've sort of bit the bullet Christian, and had to keep going. Do we care for spoilers? I don't care for spoilers. Cool. I'm uh, kind of interested because the, the trailer confused me because I just saw Chris Pratt doing his... Like, well, that's the, the catch. Two, like, that's two, like, that's... T-Rexes. And I was like, I thought he raised the 
the Raptors that he used to do that with. <laughs> so the it was the Raptors. And no, no, he does it with the T-Rex. It's over. too big. Yeah. In uh, with big boys. Alpha over all dinosaurs. I haven't seen the second one, so I, I didn't see that scene. But right, okay. Well, I have, and I'm here to report <laughs> that uh, this one was better than the second one, but it's still not good. Yes, um, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that statement. No, so uh, that's just talk about the extremely long elephant in the room. That's the runtime. This movie does not need to be two hours and twenty six minutes. Um, especially when you watch the film and it is two films in one. Um, mm. You've got everything happening with the legacy characters and then you've got what's happening with uh, Chris, Pratt Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Those two don't have a lick of chemistry with each other and we're meant to believe that they are a, in this, love. they're in love. So yeah, not a, not even a little, no, a little bit of chemistry, just nothing there. Uh, Chris Pratt honestly just looks like he's sleepwalking through this one. Um, <laughs> He's just here he's for, the there for the He's there for the bucks. He's yeah. finding in a lot of performances lately. Back yeah. back Chris Pratt's had, I think we've all had enough of Chris Pratt in Hollywood, and I think he's had enough of it too by the looks of his yeah, performances I think recently. His, uh, his, his high in Hollywood is surely coming to a bit of an end. We've we've crossed the Chris Pratt era. Is Chris Pratt Lightyear or is, is um, Buzz Lightyear? No, that's Chris you... Evans. Oh, okay. Wrong Chris. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. We have too many Chris's. Too many Chris's in Hollywood. We've got to weed out some Chris's. It's too much for me. I can't handle it's it too already. Many. Maybe we throw in a Christian. There's not it's not too many Christians. We got Christian Bale. There's same initials just the one. as well. We like him. Um, <laughs> so we do like Christian Bale, yes. Um, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder coming out soon. Um, anyway, so this one, uh, look, it's it's dumb. It's more of a bug movie than a Jurassic Park movie, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of bugs. Yeah, so in, in the first two, obviously, we get genetically modified dinosaurs this and now one we have genetically genetic... modified locusts locusts um oh. yeah the the farming industry's <laughs> taken a big crash because they've got these uh this company uh which is chris you remember original jurassic park uh remember the guy that gives um newman the the uh the, the shaving cream thing yeah the shaving cream thing with the eggs in it yeah because he's he's the head of a rival company that character not played by the same actor but the the character like is Anthony the main Newman, yeah the guy that gives it to Newman. yeah he is the um main character he's the main villain in this new one he he is the head of he's the biogen i think it's the name of his company yeah i think so yeah um there's just lots of dumb things in it like he's in it and he couldn't be played by the same actor because the actor that played him in jurassic park uh is in jail for because he's a pedophile anyway so oh. Okay. Yeah, but he's the, the one where it's like Dudson. We got Dudson here. We can see nobody cares. Um, so that's him. He is the villain in this one, and he has genetically modified locusts so they can destroy um, other people's farms so that his yeah, farm his, will live. He's on trying to force farm. people to buy his seeds. For yes. crops. Like he's trying to have control over the world's over the food chain. Food. Yeah, supply. Yeah. So he's doing that with a genetically modified locusts. Um, but and then they get out of control. Then at the end of the movie, they're cool. kind of... he's got, And he's also got this big island, like, sanctuary where all the dinosaurs have been relocated to. The premise of the film that we were promised was that we were going to be dealing with dinos in the world. We're finally in Jurassic World. They're yeah. in the world. We're, we're, they're interacting with humans. Let's see how we go. And that they're going to rip that Band-Aid off very yeah, quick. They rip that off. It's only in the first five minutes of the film, and it's a montage. They quickly... They quickly really? explain... Yeah. They quickly yeah, explain. Yeah, we want jumping. Yeah, how 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 far have we jumped 
from the I second that was movie. the whole point. It's Jurassic World. Yeah, was... so they quickly... Well, this is the climax. The whole promise of the, like, the this director who made, who has been, like... Yeah, the trailers, the director, the guy who's been, like, the puppet master behind all this has been like, look, I needed to make those other two films so I could get dinos in the world and we can make the movie we really want to make. And he promised that Jurassic Park Dominion was finally this film. Yeah. And he brushes over all of it in the first minute in a mon- in an yeah. Apple, uh, an exposition-heavy montage. Yeah. Was really hoping for some dinos in the suburbs, you know. Dinos in the burbs is what I wanted. We got... Yeah. yeah. It was, that was... I think that was the biggest disappointment coming out of that film that we got so little. Sorry, Chris? The trailer showed some dinosaurs in the world, so is that just all the montage? That's all in the beginning, man. Pretty much. It's either not in it or in the beginning. But you know what is in this film more than the last film? Jeff Goldblum. Uh, And he is the best part of the film, hands down. Any laugh that comes in the film is from Jeff Goldblum. Yes. So uh, if you're excited to see Jeff Goldblum... Look, I'm... This movie's not awful. It's not good. Um, I I I enjoyed it for as much as I could. Um, yeah. Saying that, it, like we've all been saying, way too long. Trim that shit down. Yeah. Um, there was an uh, entire like what twenty minutes or so. Oh, where were they? What was the? Uh, oh, they went to like were... uh, some foreign country that to go get information that yeah. they didn't matter. Yeah. It's only, it's, and, a, it's like a half an hour sequence just to meet up with a pilot. Um, yeah. And uh, practically, practically it's either, it, the two things of that is meet up with the pilot. And so Chris Pratt can have his motorbike chase scene. Yes. And that's it. That is the two things that get Pratt it, this whole t- 20 minutes is for. Um, and but, it's sort of ridiculous. But Chris, I know you haven't seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is fine. We don't blame you because uh, it sucks. Um, but we got revealed in that film that there is a girl who's a clone. Um, and she releases the dinosaurs okay. into the world because, and I quote, they're alive like me. Um, so she, so, yep. she, so there's a chance where okay. like all these dinosaurs are dead. There'll be no more threats. Every single dinosaur that exists is in this room. There's poisonous gas filling the room. They're all going to die. There's a button to open a hangar, but, but um, no one wants to because they're like, well, if they all die here, this is the end of this. We don't have to live this nightmare anymore. And they're yeah. all just kind of watching all the dinosaurs die. We're kind of taking it in. And then the hangar door opens because the little clone girl goes, because they're alive. Like me, yeah, like because they deserve to live like her, she does. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. And so now it's her fault every okay. time someone dies in this film because the dinosaurs are out in the public. Like there's a poor man who gets chomped off a Segway, or mm. uh, in the film, and uh, it's yeah. completely her fault because all these dinosaurs should be dead, but they're not because she because yeah. they're alive like her. And then they retcon that. Oh, whole and idea. then in the halfway through this film, they retcon the fact that she's a clone. Okay. It's really dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. What, what is going on? A lot on of bizarre me? stuff. <laughs> Jurassic World, man. They don't know what they're I doing. I mean, maybe, maybe we should give it a problem, like some positives. I guess the oh, main outcome is the practical effects. The pra- anytime they use practical dinos, they could use practical dinos. They did. Best part of the film was the yeah. use of practical That's dinos. Good. Very much like kind of giving me moments of the old films a bit more where I'm just like, yeah. that's a real animatronic there that they're touching and it looks great. We should do more of this. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I think, I think that's the main positive and the, and other the, than Jeff Goldblum and, and the Sam legacy Neil, characters are the I, best part. I love Sam Neill so much. Yeah. He's a red meat man and we love him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look overall it's eh. Um, I wouldn't pay Definitely. to go see it. Um, so 
Watch it on Netflix when it comes out on there, everyone. <laughs> uh, Dominion. Okay, there pretty much. There we go. Now, something else has been coming out that's kind of meh too um, over the last couple of weeks, and that is uh, Kenobi. Oh, well, mm. it's actually called Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I don't, I've never heard anyone call it Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone just calls it Kenobi. Yeah. Um, so this show was uh, the one thing we really hoped Disney would get right with, start with the, all the Star Wars stuff coming out, and they haven't. Um, so far, yeah, they definitely have been. <laughs> this newest episode yeah. was so boring. It was, a, it, it was like, the other episodes have been, eh, it's been fine, kind of interesting to see mm. this. This is the first bad episode of Kenobi. Yeah, look, um, after the episode, I don't know if it was just because I was really tired and stuff so i maybe didn't pay much attention and it was only like one or two scenes that like there's like one scene in my head that i quite like which is in um the like the pitch black room is killing all the stormtroopers there's a stealth scene where you just it's a pitch black room and the only time you see kenobi is when his lightsaber lights up Um, yeah so that was cool so Um, maybe it was just me replaying that scene in my head but the Thursday after when I got to basketball, I was like, you know what? I didn't mind that episode. Then I started talking to our, uh, to James about it, and he started like reminding me of all the dumb shit that happened. I was like, all right, like it's like your beer goggles are being taken away from you. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I see the light, and the dumbest thing is the whole base is in lockdown, and Obi Wan Kenobi is walking out in the shittiest trench coat with layer under it, and no one bats an eye. <laughs> Christian, you were so going to dumb. say something. What are you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, um, how, how does it fall in, like, does it feel like Obi-Wan from End of Revenge of the Sith? Like, I does it carry over? don't think it does. Here's my problem with the show, and some people have told me I'm wrong, and they're wrong. Um, but I really think that what doesn't work for the show is that you've taken um, a character who is so grounded in the prequels world, the universe that George mm-hmm. Lucas created and wrote, and you're throwing him into modern age Star Wars, and I think it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. I think, I, think I, I don't. Yeah. I don't... Oh, you finish. You finish. I is think he's the same character. I. Because oh. there's plot see... reasons why he might not be, because he's like, imagine, yeah. like, you know, Logan, how you saw Wolverine, and you say that's not the same character as um, him. Like, this is yeah. someone well, who's just yeah. stewed in his depression for 10 years. Yeah. Well, that's like. That happens I think. To Anakin. I think they did it well in the first bit of the first episode, showing him like he's obviously like absolutely destroyed by the events. I of think the first... return of the uh, Revenge of the Sith and stuff, and I think mm. they do that really well. But now they're trying to linger and like I don't know, they're trying to like make him cool again while still having him like a shell of himself, and it's just like see, I it, think it's not working well. I think for me, the first episode was a beer goggles where I was like, all right, we're back, Ewan's back. Oh my god, this is gonna be great. And then like once. Yeah. I kind of like got okay. I'm like he's back, good. He's he's still great. Like Ewan's here. We got Obi Wan, and then like within 20 minutes, I'm just like okay. But why are we back? Yeah. <laughs> it it did the um tail wag the dog in that the community wanted Ewan and they wanted Kenobi, and then the the plot is forced. Yeah, it's, just, it's know, exactly what it is. Pay. It's something yeah. that we, everyone the forced because they gave the fans what they wanted. But yeah everyone was asking can we do kenobi people should be asking if we should do kenobi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh i don't know man they got some things to like i just want to see more hayden christensen and stuff Ada. to be honest yeah That's... pretty much Which should have just been a, a crazy meme dream mm-hmm. yeah because i think or, i want to say should have been a movie this could have been a movie 
for a movie. Yes, like a Rogue yeah. One. Kenobi, it's Star Wars. I want us like so far in my mind, like thinking about the four episodes, the best moment was sort of our first real part of Darth Vader as he's just walking through the town, just fucking killing people because he knows Obi-Wan is there and he's angry. See, my favorite part of the show so far has been um, him talking to uh, Uncle Owen in the village. Oh, that, 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 that was like a, that the was promo a clip moment. of the show because you've got two great actors doing their thing. Like it's a reason yeah. why it was the only clip they released for the show because it's the best scene in the show so far. Yeah. Um, Look, if they're gonna salvage this, they're gonna do some big things, but I don't know how that's gonna go. Look, I'm trying not to spoil too much for Chris because he might want to go back and watch it because it is you and. Um, I know I know about a few things. We yeah. we I mean I know about Leia because there was a bit of an outroar, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Leia, with this movie really, uh, the show, the show can't do, whoever's directing the show needs to have a lesson in chase scenes. Um, because Star Wars has been, even Book of Boba Fett has been responsible for some, some weak ass chase scenes over the couple, over the past like few years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, her chase scene in the forest and the parkour scene on the roof was bad. Speaking of the actress that plays Reva, um, yeah, look, I think is, that's her name, once yeah. again, we have to talk critically here. It's nothing against this actor personally. She's been hired for a job, and I mainly blame the direction here because you can't get a good performance if you don't have a good yeah. director trying to get the good performance. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't have a character, yeah, you can't. Um, you're just reading the script. She has a scene where she's like meant to be menacing and interrogating this little child, and she does not come off as menacing once in this like yeah. interrogation scene. Um, at all, like, not like I don't know what the direction was for her character in that scene, but um, she was not menacing at all, and I think that was kind of one of the weakest parts of especially this new episode was that you have a character trying yeah. so hard to be menacing, but just the performance isn't paying it off, so it's always a bit cringeworthy to watch that. Um, but like, like I said, I feel like we I, it's a shame that the community is so toxic that we have to, even when we're doing genuine criticisms that aren't. Really, uh, like, yeah. we have to we just come out with dumb criticisms. Yeah, we have to preference by yeah. saying what we're saying is nothing against this actress. She's been hired for a job. She's doing the job. She does not deserve to get fucking harassed online. Yeah, racially abused yeah. and stuff. Like, like nothing is. It's not as if the whole show is amazing yeah. and she's a man actor. We're all pink on the inside. It's it does not it matter. Seems like the whole production's a man. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. The the reason the problems with this show are not her. She she's just one cog. In, in this whole thing. In a whole production that's going haywire. And I mean, I think this definitely starts with the writing. <laughs> like, oh, writing, direction, Disney, whatever the hell they're doing. They haven't made a yeah, single good th- Star Wars. We're just talking to Disney. We're just, we're just on my Disney about six times and be like, problem. It's Disney. It's like, what yeah. else? It's, they're the issue. Um, Money. Speaking of Disney, episode one of Captain Marvel. Uh, not Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel released. It's Disney's ah, newest MCU I show about that. with their newest hero they're bringing in, who is a uh, Pakistani teenage superhero. Yeah. And uh, this is the one that nobody, nobody was wanted. excited for. No, people wanted yeah. it, but like this is the one that like everyone's just like, oh, well, I'm not going out my way to watch Captain Marvel. If I hear it's good, I'll watch it. Yeah. Including me saying this. Um, I watched the first episode. It's charming. It's delightful. It's uh, 
visually the way it's filmed and edited, it's very different to of the other MCU shows. It's definitely not boring visually okay. in terms of filmmaking, which is uh, a really nice change. Um, and, you know, the characters, they're charming. The, the show had the charm. It won me over. Um, oh, so it's a, it's a, you should check, check it out. It's definitely, sort of if, yeah, recommend, uh, it's a recommend from me. If you, if you like, if you're sitting on the fence, definitely watch it. If you had no intention to watch it at all, you're not going to watch it still. Nothing I say is not going to pull you over. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I thought it was charming. It's definitely uh, so far it's got the potential to be one of the better MCU shows. And that's not saying much because most of them are pretty mid. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I'm gonna stop talking for a little bit. I'm gonna let everyone else have a talk. Christian, what have you been watching? Oh, I watched a film with uh, your man uh, Dave Patel. Dave Patel, right? Yes. There you go. Look at that. Um, the personal history of David Copperfield. I want to say it's called. Ah. Um, the first oh, okay. thing man, is that uh, that is a, a Charles Dickens book, not. Nothing to do with the magician. Not about the, magi- not about the magician. Nothing to do with the magician. I did not know this going in. And I didn't know what era David Copperfield, the magician, was from because the movie is in, like, the 1800s. But oh, I, no. just, I just thought it was the magician, David Copperfield. And then, like, obviously it's a fictional story, you would know, because it's, it's a fever dream, the movie. Yes. It's crazy. We're going from here to there. Things are happening. Like, it's a, it's one of those real, like, adventure from like a, a child's perspective kind of and um charles dickens book that makes sense but it's just not grounded at all uh-huh. really like, it's hard to it's the the main character david copperfield is not a magician, Every- <laughs> <a> magician. <laughs> which, which is what i learned obviously it's the biggest issue is that it wasn't what i thought it'd be about halfway through i was going like when is he gonna start learning magic because the kid's kind of lost and doesn't have, like, a uh, a calling, you know? So I was thinking that someone's going to show him magic, and I was waiting for him to take up. <laughs> Can I be completely honest with you? Yeah. It's up until this moment I realised it wasn't about David Copperfield, the magician. There you go. See? See? This is, I was halfway through the film, Alex. And I was just like, there's still, there's still no magic to this. Because he keeps going from, like, as he's a boy, he lives with multiple families. So yeah. It, it's like someone's going to show him magic. <laughs> they never Somewhere. It'll happen. Anyway, so the, the positives about this film, other than, um, well, other than nothing. The but, Green Knight. <laughs> yeah, the Green Knight. Other than Patel being good. But again, not much character to, his, to, to David Copperfield, who he is. The other characters are great in the film. The people he uh, meets and um, comes across, and there's reoccurring uh, family kind of characters. One uh, played by Hugh Laurie, which we know him. House. Yeah, that's right. Uh, He plays this, like, crazy eccentric grandpa, which is, like, hilarious. And then, like, just how crazy the movie is, there's another character, which is also a crazy eccentric grandfather and, like, is related in the same way. He's like distant cousin or whatever. And um, he's played by the Doctor Who man, which I'm forgetting uh, his name. Peter Capaldi? That one. That one? He's played by Peter Capaldi. So these two crazy old guys are hilarious. And that's the strongest part of the film, honestly, just those two characters. Interesting. Other than that, like, it's just, it's it's really hard to follow. Really hard to follow. <laughs> oh, no. It's very colourful, um, cool, but... 
it's yeah it, it was just like all right well where are we going now like what's going on there was no like sense of um following the adventure of young mr copperfield yeah yeah uh, that's all i have to say about that have you been <laughs> okay boris um uh anything else anyone's been watching they want to throw out um uh sad day sad day night oh yeah um watched game uh watched game night again ah great film. good movie good movie have you seen it chris no i haven't watch game night it's one of the better comedies have come out in recent years yes okay. i like uh Jay, um jason uh, jesse plemons sorry jesse plemons um, knocks it out of the park jason bateman everyone in it is genuinely pretty decent it's a good time the dynamic with all the duos works pretty well jesse plemons knocks it out of the park by being a creep for half Je- of it to me it's jesse plemons and uh, his name is billy magson who plays the dumb friend yes um, yes there's a great running joke with glass tables um there's an incredible <laughs> there's a really fun one take chase scene the scene um, yes. they do a lot of cool camera tricks um every exterior shot uh miniatures like a uh, miniature board game it's, board the whole game the whole, the whole movie's rooted in like board game nights and that um so they incorporate yeah. that into a lot of the filmmaking so like um like i said all exterior shots are miniatures um so it looks really cool Just it's like, all it's it's a fun movie i love films like comedies that aren't that it's not like still, it's hardly anyone's seen. It. It's underrated. I just like films that put in a little bit extra effort into their filmmaking to give it character. Yeah, I didn't realize there was an artistic take to it. I would have thought it was just one of those. Yeah, turned out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've always loved that movie. And and then the only other thing, apart from one we'll talk about after, uh, me and Gemma started watching Suits, which I've never seen before. So I've never watched, watched the first a episode. Lick of Suits. Um, look this. The pilot episode, which is pretty much just two episodes put together, has me drawn in. Like, I'm very okay. excited to keep watching. Just the dynamic, the two main characters that uh, have in this first episode, uh, one being the douchey lawyer, is so funny. I feel like I've reached my lawyer show quota, though, with uh, Better yeah. Console. I think i got to wait for that to finish before I start another yeah, yeah. that's very That's very fair. Like, I'm only one episode in, but, like, if, even Gemma turned to me afterwards. She was like, so did you understand like all the law stuff they were saying? I was like, not a lick, but yeah, I'm still interested. <laughs> I like law. I've watched Better Call Saul. I put me in like court. Court. <laughs> Just like Chris watching all these uh, ju- uh, courtroom dramas before jury duty. Yeah, I gotta watch out. Though. I can't get too into it. I'll just yell at the objection. They're like, "So you're on the jury? <laughs> get out!" <laughs> oh, oh, ah, that's lovely. It's all right, something. Chris. You got to You just got to have the moment where you realize you know more than the lawyers, and you sort of just like get out onto the courtroom floor. It's like, ah, oh, I'll take it. Sit down. Sit now, down. If the witness could uh... <laughs> pulls out pulls out his whiteboard from magically nowhere. Yeah. Sure. So it's just going to do that every thirty minutes, I think. Now. Oh, that's fine. It's a great time. That's all right. But it looks good. The camera looks good. So it's all that matters. <laughs> Um, all right, that's hustle. Well, um, uh, uh, I see what you of, did there. Uh, a new topic. I've been watching Family Guy. Ah, it seems oh, today. Wow. Yes, and uh, it's all right. I've been watching like picking the best episodes of IMDb list. Yeah, so you've been watching the best of the best. I did What's the top rated episodes of 
Family Guy. Season is season eight, like by far, yeah. which I watched, and season eight was pretty funny. And I what, get to the what? end, it was eight or nine, and there was something, something dark side. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I went back and started watching Blue Harvest. You got which it. I'm, yes. I'm in the middle of, I, I didn't really sit down and get into it properly, but... Blue Harvest good. is the best one out of them what's, all. Blue Harvest is fantastic. Um, what's in you know season what? eight? What We're taking this couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was the top episode is uh, the multiverse one with uh, Brian and Stewie, which ends up being a video oh. game. Sure. Yeah, it was a bad video game. <laughs> but, um, I, I yeah, I'm trying to... What? The multiverse episode ties right about season, first episode of season eight, I believe. I could be... Okay. Yeah. Um, is season eight the one that has Road to... Berlin on it? No, no, but it's oh. it's that type of episode. Like, it's yeah, got the that's one of my favorite family episodes. That's I know like that the one, one I've watched it, most. It's one of the Stewie uh, Brian adventures, but it's yeah, yeah like one of the different universes. One of the only jokes I remember from that show <laughs> is when they're all about to die, and Peter just goes, "I did not care for the Godfather." <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> it insists upon itself, Lois. It insists upon itself. they go to a universe where um like you know how brian's a dog but obviously he's a human they go to a universe where they're all like that and they all have humans that are like humans yes i know the episode acting like a real dog and the the human girl is like licking all over brian and jumping all over him like a dog would and brian's just standing there like oh my god you have no idea (laughs) like like into, there's one i don't is some reason but now there's a human dog it's just the weirdest like does that episode start <laughs> with stewie coming up with like a fucking bulk ass pig that just goes oink and punches brian or something and i don't oh, know i think there's another i think there's another like sort of multiverse sort of episode where that happens he just walks up with his like tank of a pig or it's a dog or whatever and it just goes oink and punches something <laughs> Or Brian or someone. I'm trying to remember from, you know, the many, years many ago. years. Ah, mm. <laughs> uh, family guy. I remember right. it. I do too. Uh yeah. I well that's hustle quickly. We'll quickly just yeah. hustle. Uh we'll do some hustle. I've not seen hustle. Hustle. You should watch it, Chris. Is the latest uh Adam Sandler <laughs> Netflix film. It is a love letter to basketball. Absolutely. Um if you know anything about Sandler personally, he is one of the biggest basketball fans you ever see. Um, he's a pickup god, and he's yeah, he's also a great player. <laughs> um, but uh, this is uh, his latest film with Netflix. They're actually churning in some good stuff lately. Uh, this and I cut mm. gems. Um, it's not a comedy. This is a sports drama um, with some comedy in it because every film's gonna have a bit of comedy nowadays. Um, oh, yeah. No, so this is he plays a scout for the Philadelphia seventy uh, sixers. Seventy sixers. Um, his name is something. Um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And uh, I literally he, just watched. It. Yeah, he's a scout that kind of just goes all around the world looking for the best of the best rookies and like uh, people from up to the age of twenty one who are good at ball. And uh, he's kind of sick of it. He wants to move into a coaching role. Um, and uh, he gets the opportunity to do that. But then he gets taken away from him. And he's back on the road. And uh, he meets uh, a certain up-and-coming star in Spain called Bo Cruz. Played by a real-life Utah Jazz player. Uh, well, I can't remember his name. Juancho Juan, Juan Juan Hernan Gomez. Yeah. Plays for the Jazz, Michael. 
Does he? Yep. Is that where he is now? He's where, yeah. yeah. Spurs, Jazz, he gets tossed around a lot. Nuggets. Yeah. He was at Boston during the making of this film, which explains a lot at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then we've just got like a kind of a, a Creed Rocky type um, sports film where you've got someone uh, helping train someone else to make it to the NBA draft. And uh, yeah. it's, you know, it in terms of sports films, it's got all of the cliches and all of the tropes, but I ate it all up. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's my guilty pleasure inspirational sports movies, the ones that make you just feel good. Um, and like, you get really psyched and happy for the player. Look, I got, I, I was getting every time an NBA player or someone from within yeah, the NBA popped up. I was like, I'm, you're doing, you're doing the whole, um, uh, Leo thing from, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Oh, I know them. I know them. And like when they're doing the whole feature reel at the end, I yeah. think out Everyone. of all the people who showed apart from like the Euro league basketballers, that was like two people I missed. Yeah. That like I couldn't name myself. And I was like, fucking hell. You know that every single 76 lineup was there except for Embiid? Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was, but it was. How did Adam Sandler pull in more NBA stars than LeBron, by the way? Well, LeBron produced it. Yeah, but LeBron got no one. LeBron got like three people from Space Jam. Yeah. Look, I think, I think. Him like I think the pitch of Adam Sandler saying, "Hey, can you guys just come play some basketball on screen, so just amongst yourselves?" To me, whereas LeBron was, "Hey, we're going to play some Looney Tunes." Yeah. Uh to me, the biggest thing they did right was get basketballers who surprisingly can act. And um, yeah, because I was you, very you'd be nervous. You finish, you finish you'd yeah. be nervous. You've got uh, Herman Gomez. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Herman Gomez. Herman yeah. Gomez, and you got Anthony Edwards in particular. Um, yeah, you know, these guys are athletes and not actors. So when you yeah. give them, like especially uh, Hernan Gomez, a big big role where it's a yeah. lot of acting by him, well, he really and shocked he's me. Really like, good. Yeah, him and Sandler have really good chemistry. Um, yeah, and then what? And then it's just like it's it's the effect where Tom Cruise delivers a monologue, then jumps out of a plane, and you see it's Tom Cruise. Where like yeah. It impacts you more because you're seeing this person do these things. So when they're acting in scenes, but then they're actually doing the basketball stuff in real life, it adds so much to the film. Yeah, like it's not like you know your normal sports thing where like they have actors playing basketball. They'll like yeah. film them doing the jump shot and then film the swish separately. Like yeah. you have multiple shots of him literally just shooting the ball. Yeah, and long yeah. takes too, and like then everything this- and. Then- all the workout montages and stuff were wicked. Uh, Anthony Edwards, shout out. You made I hated you in this film, and I should have. Like, yeah. well done. I, I think what probably benefits something like Anthony Edwards' role is obviously the shit talking normally with an NBA. Yeah. He was pretty much probably just doing that with a camera shoved in his face. Yeah. But he did it well. He did it well, and I hated him. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it that itself, when he shit talks Bo Cruz and then he goes up and hits a fucking sick dunk like and he's it's actually him doing it adds so much yeah it does and that pickup game like just any to every everything that just rocks up in that film when it's just actual nba players playing basketball yeah. and stuff at the just end put a smile on my face Trey young jordan clarkson uh aaron Gordon. Oh, you have a list long list of people yeah doc, in that doc last rivers at the end he, they got doc rivers yeah, in the film brad stevens jumping in at the end during that game yeah chris middleton that also surprised me Fucking Kenny. Kenny the Jet Smith played an actual character. He did not he play. Did. 
He got one of the biggest laughs from me, though. Oh, the titties joke? In the, the pool scene, he's like, now can you just turn around and look at the titties for me? And it's just like a fat man. <laughs> and it's just like, I like, I think it, it was just weird to hear and funny to hear because you, I normally like, you know, see, when you're watching NBA, you're seeing him on um, TNT yeah. and stuff. And like, he's talking basketball and he's serious and like just joking around with Shaq and stuff. And here he is in a movie saying a line about titties. Like, who would have thought? Yeah, I like, I've spoken to a few people who've watched this who aren't even big basketball people. They really enjoy it. It's just a feel-good sports film. Mm. And uh, I think, I hope it does, well, I hope it gets spoken about it more because Sandler's just keep making stuff like this instead of yeah. the ridiculous most, six and Jack most of the stuff, the Most of the stuff I've seen about this movie was a lot of people commenting on the fact that Adam Sandler should do this, not comedies now. Keep doing like, this. I, I, think he's, I think he's peaked. I think his peak is comedies, and now he's at that point that he should just do this because he's good. Mm-hmm. He's proved his last two dramatic films have been good. Mm. Obviously, this is not like to the level of uncut gems, but like for what it is, it does it really well, and it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like it's definitely one I would yeah I'll rewatch. Oh yeah, I'll rewatch well. this. This is a lot of fun, and uh, Ben Foster, another villain in the film, he does it really well. He's an, mm. he's a real actor. This one, he's not a bastard yeah. person. Um, when he had the flap cap, the flat cap on, that's one to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone should check out The Hustle. It's a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed this one. Me too. Uh, quickly. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, I did watch another <laughs> film, which was Turning Red. Um, this is Pixar's film that came out uh, early this year about the girl um, who gets yeah. too emotional and turns into the red panda. Um, victimism. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed this one. This one was fun. Uh, the visual and animation style was different to what Pixar normally do, and it benefited benefited from it heaps. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the characters. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, it, I was worried that halfway through the film it wouldn't have the Pixar source with the emotion, uh, and then I got some source at the end, which I enjoyed between a scene with her and her father. I was like, there's the source. And uh, I enjoyed it. I dumped, I dumped my nuggets into it and ate it. It was good sauce. Um, so I ended up giving it four out of five. I think people should check it out if you're hesitant from it. I was very hesitant watching from it, especially from the animation style and everything I'd heard about it. But uh, it looks great. It's a good watch. Hour and 48 minutes, so not too long. Probably just a good, good runtime. And yeah, definitely uh, check it out if you like Pixar films. Lightyear comes out this week, though. I'm keen for Lightyear. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then the boys are still out, and the boys are still good. I won't go too much into it because Chris, I'll save it for Chris. I will be on it by next week, shortly. If if I get some uh, <laughs> credentials, yeah, I'll get you yeah. those. I'll get you those. Um, but yeah, everyone should check out the boys ASAP. It's great. It still proves to be one of the shows where anything can happen. Like Game of Thrones is our replacement for Game of Thrones now, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, it ends Ooh. better. Okay. So yeah. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Because I have one piece of news that kind well, of makes Speaking you... of HBO, I rewatched Rome. Rome? I, look, I've never seen bad. Rome. Bunch of characters from no. Game of Thrones. Obviously, not characters, actors, actors. Bunch of actors from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, it's great. Two seasons it, uh, before Game of Thrones, it was HBO's big show. So that it was yeah, very that, expensive. That and Boardwalk Empire with... were their two big shows. Um, yeah, I've spoken about it before, I believe. So, get out there, watch Rome. It still exists. It's still good. Rome. Okay. Well, I guys, some news came out today. It's 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 rumor mill news. 
So we found out last week that Joker 2 is happening. They're making a sequel yeah. to Joker. Joaquin's back in it, uh, looking like it. Todd Phillips directing. Um, there's an actor in talks for a role to play Harley Quinn in this Joker sequel. Actress, oh. I should say. Interesting. Uh, Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn in Joker 2. Thank you, Chris. This mm. is the face we need. Um, there's also Interesting. There has also been other rumours that the film will be a musical. Um. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if this is confirmed. Con- this is heavily no, rumoured. The Lady Gaga thing. I'm in. Yeah. This is the only way a sequel to Joker would work for me. Um, <clears throat> if, it, if you take the really depressing film that was Joker and you make it a musical. Um, but I think like weird, backwards, kind of depression musical. We'll see. Yeah, so uh, Lady Gaga in early talks to join the film and it's reportedly a musical. So... Very interesting. Joaquin just singing songs? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna get La La Land, but it's Joker? That's why. We, that's why I'm like, if Joaquin's down to do it, we'll see what happens. Exactly. He wouldn't attach himself to anything Any sh- like a, a poor standard. Do you think so it's a Star Is Born with Joaquin Phoenix? So, because I need to process this because I hope he, he performed it at the Oscars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to win Best Actor again for Musical Joker? Um, Yeah. Because here's my thing. is that Joaquin doesn't seem like the guy who would come back and do a sequel to Joker. No. But if they they came up to him and went, it's going to be a musical, I think that's enough to make him go. Okay. It has to be something real interesting take for him to have done. Yeah. Which is more reason to believe, well, I believe that this may be true. This may it be... sounds so crazy. It might be good. Yeah, a Todd Phillips directed Joker musical, starring Lady Gaga. Like that alone, Gaga as Harley Quinn, and we know. I think Joaquin can sing because he did Walk the Line, didn't he? He did the Johnny Cash one. So, I think. I think we're getting, think we're getting Joker the musical, baby. Um, it's a very interesting. I didn't hear. I did not see any of this. That's very interesting. Yeah, this is this literally dropped today. The Joker musical oh. stuff dropped today. Um, other than that, we got some. We got some uh, Lightyear. Apparently, the early reviews are out for that. Uh, it's a fun adventure film, but it doesn't reach Pixar's source quality, so it doesn't have the emotional beats and that. But yeah, either that it's a fun Pixar film. Another thing came out today though. The the title for Knives Out too came out oh okay so it's called glass onion a knives out story i mean yeah <laughs> righty. oh sorry Again. a knives out mystery oh that's yeah. crazy that's now. better now doesn't mean anything so it's still coming out this year um man I, i'm still i'm excited for this one give it to me um I not, the first Knives Out was probably one of the best films from that year. Uh, if yeah. Parasite didn't come out, it definitely would have been the best year film of that year, in my opinion. Um, so very excited to see what they've got cooking up with that one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got a good cast, I think. Batista's in it. Um, yeah, just that, just Batista's in it. It's enough to get me in. Um, <laughs> that gets uh, me going. Yeah, the cast for it is uh, Edward Norton, Ethan Hawke, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Right? Kate Hudson. Anything more than I am down. He's one of my favourite actors. Yeah, like... he's a dick, though, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Birdman? Yeah, I have. He just plays himself. He plays himself and yeah. he's just a dick. <laughs> I'm surprised anyway. he took that one. Um, uh, and Jada Pinkett Smith is in the film, so watch out, everyone. Don't say her name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yes. Well, gentlemen... I think that's our show for tonight. It's one on the shorter end, but we like it short and sweet. It's how we operate. Gets the job done. It gets the job done. Oh, well. uh, Brain's going to be annoyed because I didn't record this in Zoom. So, uh, I but I did record it on my desktop. So I'll send him that file and see what he can do with it. <laughs> Look forward to passive aggressive Brayden next week. Should have been here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have to say tonight. Oh yeah, Patreon. Go check out our Patreon shit. Um, it's Patreon slash Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, we do stuff on there. Chuck us a bucket too, and you can see all the exclusive stuff we haven't done for a while. Um, and uh, as always, you know, check us out on our all of our all of our social links are down there. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, I'm sure there's more than three. Um, and yeah, uh, all of our independent social medias are down below. Check them out, and please, we remind you every week, add Michael. On Facebook, still only two waiting. Yeah, we're, he's waiting for that one person. When that one person comes through, even though Chris and I make sure to log into his account at four o'clock every morning and delete all the friend requests. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Nothing. Nothing. We have um, a bot going through your friend requests. As soon as you get sent one, it closes and deletes it. Why do you think Alex started doing IT? <laughs> Just so he could scream. <laughs> I built a only purpose. that hacks into your Facebook and deletes all your friend requests. I'm sorry. Perfect. But people keep adding Michael on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. One might get through. One might, might. I can't be that good. I can't be that good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, everyone, that is it. That is our show. And uh, as always, we'll be ending it by saying, I'm Alex. I'm Christian. And I'm Michael. And we're out of here. <laughs>